Welcome to Trivia with Will and Reed, the trivia game from Over the Radio. We've got questions and hopefully you've got answers, so grab a pen and paper and play along. You'll either know a bunch or learn a lot. Either way, you're a winner. Welcome into Trivia with Will and Reed. I'm Will Lockamy. That's Reed Lockamy. That is Gelderman there, pushing all the buttons, making the whole thing go. Sarah, again, playing with us tonight. Good to see you. Jesse Phillips joining us now. He doesn't even know. If you know any answers to this, Jesse, you're answering. Okay? Jesse's here. Okay. okay. He's going to do his best. He's a smart fellow. Okay. Smart fellow. Well, we'll find out. Um, yeah. Can we say, yeah, so Jesse uh, is from St. Paul and the Broken Bones, of course, but also just more importantly, our friend and uh, in town for a rare night here and had a minute, so stop by the studio. All right. Great. Reed, this is a game that you wrote, and uh, you played it at the Electric in Bluff Park. That's right. We were going to play it on Tuesday night of this past week, but then it was too cold and icy. So Lice got moved to Wednesday night. Um, So, yeah, the winning score was 94 points. We had two teams who tied at 94. And unbelievably, this is the first time this has ever happened, to the best of my recollection. They both had exactly the same team name. What? What? Yeah. Yeah. Like they didn't talk about it. They just. Mm -mm. And they tied for first place. (laughs) And they had exactly the same team name. Are you sure someone just didn't copy one page and turn it in twice? No, I'm positive. Uh, And a lot of teams at the electric tend to like make their team name at the end, at the end, based on like, yeah, something based on something in mentioned in the game. So these two teams came up with the exact same team name based on something in the game. What was the low score again? 56. Okay. All right. All right. Here are the questions in round one. Question number one. It is estimated that there are 50 million cases of erucheal-induced contact dermatitis across the United States each each year. Uh, In the southeast, most of those cases are caused by what? So once again, there are 50 million cases of erucheal-induced contact dermatitis in the U.S. In the southeast, most of those cases are caused by what? Question number two, a hookah is a Middle Eastern or South Asian device that you would use to do what? A hookah, H-O-O-K-A-H. And question number three, it was 2004 when who won 74 games of Jeopardy uh, in a row before being defeated by stupid Nancy Zerg? All right, so who won 74 games of Jeopardy in 2004 in a row? All right, so there are the questions for round one. People playing at home on the podcast can pause right now, write down their answers and their point values, 5, 3, and 1, based on their level of confidence. Or if they're super confident, they can go for 11, but doing so is risky. If you miss just one question, you get zero for the round. All right, guys, here in the studio, what do we think the answers might be? All right, so I think that first one, I'm going to, you know, it helps to know Reed really well Mm -hmm. and the way he writes questions. Uh Reed can look at poison ivy across, you know, the yard and get it. Mm. He, he gets poison <laughs> ivy. So, and he also mm. can identify it from very large lengths. And this, I, I, it has I, this has to be contact with poison ivy. Sure. Or poison poison oak. I don't, I don't know that that would make a difference. I believe it. I was gonna say cats, but uh, poison oh. ivy makes mm. more sense. Cats. I was wondering if it was mm. just allergies. I don't know if that's called dermatitis or is that's it? just allergies oh. though well yeah. i don't know if those are two different things we should go for love and i think we should go for one on okay. that okay uh, just to be safe the next one you guys are both in college you probably know this <laughs> of course uh jesse's in it? a band he knows this yeah i play this right i uh a hookah is a device used to do what smoking oh mm-hmm. yeah right smoking okay they have a lot of those in turkey no okay yeah all right at thanksgiving time <laughs> all right and question number three who won 74 games of jeopardy in a row it's got to be Ken Jennings, right? That's the only famous Jeopardy player that I know. 
Yeah, okay. I know there have been some others that had long streaks, but mm-hmm. with that time and the amount of games, I think that's Ken Jennings. Okay. Gosh, is that wrong? I, if it's not Ken Jennings, I don't know the other people's names, even okay. though I've heard stories about some of the others. You know, there's Bob Harris, who wrote a wonderful book called Prisoner of Trebekistan. Highly recommend. It's his memoir about like how he went about studying for Jeopardy. It's a wonderful book. It's really, really good. Is it going to be that guy? Whatever. Let's go. He five. won't give it to us. Yeah, let's go five for okay. uh, smoking, three gotcha. for Ken Jennings, and one for uh, poison ivy. Okay. Uh, indeed, it is poison ivy. Or if you said poison oak, that's fine. Uh, like I told the players uh, at the game last night, if you said poison sumac, then you lose. Don't count that. That's ridiculous. Um, question number two: uh, Hookah, indeed, is used to smoke. It's a water pipe. And then question number three: It was Ken Jennings. Um, Bob Harris was a very successful uh, Jeopardy player, but he played back in the day when they capped you at five games. Once you won five, that was oh. it. Oh, you were done. That's a bad yeah. move by the producers. Yeah, that's yeah lame. for sure. No. Yeah. Okay, round two. Uh, question number one: The Transamerica Pyramid and the Coit Tower are two things you can see. If you visit what city? The Transamerica Pyramid and the Coit Tower are features of what major American city? Question number two, the B in CB radio stands for band. What does the C in CB radio stand for? And question number three, uh, the California Golden Bears campus is the oldest in the 10-campus University of California system and is located in what city? All right, so there are the questions for round two. What do we think the answers might be? All right, so right there at the end, you, you CLA, right? Golden Bears. So the California Golden Bears campus is the oldest uh, in the UC system. It's in what city? It's Los Angeles, right? I think it has like to be. I have no idea. UCLA, they're the Golden Bears, I think. Are they? I don't know. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Didn't I have a question about this like a few weeks ago? <laughs> Did you? I don't know. I don't know. I, um, Hey Jesse, come up to this mic on this one. The travel, the because you travel a lot. So Transamerica Pyramid and the Coit Tower, yeah, are features of what? This is kind of a hint, by the way. I said uh, in the original game, it just said in what city, but I said in what major American city. So Coit Tower and right, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Do either of these sound familiar to you? I mean, there's the Bass Pro Shop in oh Memphis. Okay. Memphis. All right. But is the other thing there? I don't know. The pyramid, and then what's the other thing? Uh, the Transamerica Pyramid and the Coit Tower. That does not ring mm. I don't know the Coit Tower. Uh, Sarah, anything? I mean, I was maybe going to say Las Vegas, but... But Vegas, Ooh. that's the uh, uh, the pyramid. Gosh, Nick and I stayed there on that last motorcycle trip. And it is was that terrible. the Luxor? That's a Luxor, okay. yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, and you bump your head. Mm. If you walk on the, yeah. Watch my, out. My side of the room stood up and bumped my head. Watch out. Side of the pyramid. Is Memphis a major American city? That's what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> is Memphis question. considered a major? Yeah, X is there. Right. Is the, uh, team. yeah, but all right, Cleveland, like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a pyramid. Okay. Right? Hmm. I don't know. I think, huh. all right, let's go Memphis on that. Okay. Um, and then what was the, th- and the, the other one? The C in CB stands for what? The B stands for band. What does the C stand for? CB radio. Is it commercial? That would be the only sort of okay. thing. This is for like trucks, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about Smoky. it. Smoky. <laughs> <it's laughs> trucks, <laughs> trucks and grandfathers. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of people had them in their private vehicles. Yeah. Like, 
our grandfather had one. And, yeah. Yeah. I feel like my mom would know this because she, I think she had one in her like really old car. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't fun because you, you'd hear what the truckers are saying, and it was, sure, uh, a lot of times not uh, appropriate. So, what does the C stand for? Yeah, uh, not mm. contraband. Um, mm. I com- okay, commercial. So let's okay. do one on that. Okay. Uh, although I think that's a pretty good answer. So maybe three on that, one on Memphis. Okay. And then five on what was the other one? We said uh, you were looking also at. Uh, you said L A for the, oh, yeah, the Golden Bears. Bears. Golden Bears. I, I, I don't know anything. About, old Bear. You do? Anything about college basketball. Hmm. No, but just like college sports in general. You kind of know. Hmm. Oh, I wish. Uh, uh, no pressure, Jesse, but you got to get this right. It's true. <laughs> yeah. um, mm, dang, I don't know. It's a, kind of a toss-up. Okay. I really did yeah. think the Golden Bears were UCLA. Okay. But so I'm going to say Los Angeles on that one. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Transamerica Pyramid and Coit Tower are in San Francisco. San oh. Francisco. Yeah. What? I, mm. Have you I've guys spent, ever heard of that? Yeah, I've spent a San lot Francisco? of time. San Francisco. Yeah, it's a major city. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good to know. I've never heard of either of those things. Yeah. Mm, San Fran. Uh, and then uh, Citizens Band is the CB mm. radio. Citizens Band. Mm. That makes sense. What C stands what for? round is this? It's just this round two. two. <laughs> yeah, two. Okay. bump in the road here. Reference again, the high is 94. 94 is what yeah. you're going for, and two teams got that score. Um, California Golden Bears, not to be confused with the Bruins ah. of UCLA. This is the Berkeley, uh, <laughs> Cal Berkeley, the Golden Bears, <laughs> Berkeley. That's okay. Listen, don't worry about it. Oh, I did have a question about the Bruin. Yeah. That was the whole deal. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Good news. You didn't, in this round, number two, you didn't get the worst score possible. Uh, the worst score you can possibly get is one, because when you get a score of one, that means you don't even know what you don't know. We got right? zero. Yeah. So zero is better than one. So that's good. Okay. All right. Round three. Um, having Italian roots, the English uh, term alfresco means what? What does alfresco mean? Has Italian roots. Question number two, there's a famous whitewashing scene from a famous 1876 novel titled The Adventures of Blank Blank. And question number three, if you wanted to compliment the Pope's mitre, that's spelled M-I-T-R-E, uh, you might say, hey, Pope, nice blank. So a mitre is a type of what? The Pope has one. All right, so there are the questions. Uh, alfresco means what? Looking for a whitewashing scene in the book, The Adventures of Blank Blank, and what is a mitre? Okay, the book has to be Huckleberry Finn. That's what I was thinking, but that just seems too easy all of a sudden. What was the year again? Mm. Mm. It was 1860 something? 1867. Okay, yeah, that makes me feel better. Sorry, 1876. Sorry, 1876. I think that's the right timeline. Okay, all right. Mitre. So there's a mitre saw. That's got to be a That's the only thing that I was thinking of. Wouldn't that be interesting if the Pope. The Pope. The Pope is not particularly known for using a mitre saw. Is it like a. Does he. No, am I thinking of a wizard? uh, Does he have a. kind of a. Like a scepter? Like a stick thing, like a walking. Like a. No. A staff? It's a wizard. How do you differentiate between the Pope and a wizard? That's an interesting question. Hmm. Right. Uh, Is mm -hmm. it his hat? His pointy hat? So I was going to say, like, hat is the thing that kind of sticks out. Sticks up. Sticks up. That's for sure. Let's go with the hat then. Because truthfully, I can't think of anything else. Boy, if it's a stick, he holds. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Um, And then the other one... 
Yeah, the other one was, uh, what does alfresco mean? So that's, uh, hmm. alfresco has Italian roots. When people talk about alfresco, what does that mean? Fresh? I think this might be outside. I don't know, though. That's kind of just a guess. Okay. Doesn't the phrase like dining alfresco sound right? No. I could be completely wrong. That's hmm. not right. Yeah. Okay. Just say let's go with that because I can't think of anything. Have you spent time over there recently? Uh, nobody goes to England for the food. Okay. No. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I. I Mm, okay, okay, so outside. Outside. Yeah, boy, throw your points around here. How? Oh, no, five for Huckleberry Fun. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And you're going to say for the Pope? You're going to say? Hat. Uh, let's go three for that. For hat? Yes. Three points? Okay. All right. Um, so alfresco does mean outside. Oh, yes, yes, that's right. Dining nice. alfresco is out, <laughs> out of doors, out in the open air. Um, and indeed, a miter is a hat. Um, so nice job there. That's very good. Oh, and a uh, famous whitewashing scene in The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> Not to be confused with The Adventures of I Huck Finn. I remembered. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's also been like 25 yeah, years. Huck yeah. Finn's about a raft trip. Uh, Tom Sawyer's about the whitewashing. All right. Mm. Okay. Let's look at the uh, questions in round four. Uh, round of analogies. Here we go. D is to rickets as C is to what? D is to rickets as C is to what? Question number two. Apian is to like a bee as ovine is to like a blank. Sarah should know this. She does crossword puzzles on a regular basis. I'm like, oh, gosh. I, I You're going to put me on the spot. Apian is day, to like a B as ovine is to like a blank. Just starting with the O there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Ovine. And then question number three, perk in the context of coffee is to percolate as perk in the context of fringe benefits is to what? So when you talk about like the perks of a job... Right. Is this a family show? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so like when you say, hey, I got a new job. Here's the salary. Here are the fringe benefits. Fringe. Oh, yeah. got you. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Will was going to ooh la la. Sorry. Yeah. I really thought you said fringe benefits. I did too for a second. Fringe okay, benefits. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. All right. So perk in the context of fringe benefits uh, is to what? All right. So here are the questions for this round. God, that seems like there's a lot. I mean, I think like insurance. And well, so remember, the analogy is perk for coffee is percolate as perk when it comes to like your perks of your job is to what? So what is like perk short for? Right. There you go. That's the way the analogy works. Oh, oh, oh right. Yeah. Sorry. I um, oh. huh. yeah. uh, I truthfully have never thought this about last it. one i wrote Until because it was now. a thing that i learned i was like oh what because people talk about the perks of a job all the time yeah but it's it's short for a longer word do we know anyone that works in hr i don't think that's, that's about what you mm -hmm. would need here i think yeah um this is a this that one's a difficult question by the way okay so let's look at those other two yeah so d is to rickets as c is to what so that's a wicket Sticky wicket is what you were thinking. Oh about, yeah, yeah, Jesse. Oh. yeah. Wicket. wicket, not to be confused with so ricket. Ricket. I have ricket. no idea what this question. Honestly, is. I don't even so know what is a ricket. Ricket. It's like a weird. I think it's a weird sports thing. Okay. Like, ricket. I do think it is. Yeah. Like. Now, now note it's rickets, not a ricket. Rickets. 
I, I wish I even had like a guess, like a no. like a piece of construction, something. The rickets. Yeah. Uh, should you? Should we maybe call Danielle? <laughs> she asked. <laughs> she clearly has not to, which means she probably wants us to. That's true. That means like maybe like a reverse psychology kind of thing. Yeah. No, she she would kill us at this point. Okay, no, don't don't call her. Um. Okay. Is this like who wants to be a millionaire? You get a life. Yes. Oh yeah. No. But as many as we want. Oh. Right. Right. As long as they're in my phone. As right. long as I have the contact in my phone. Um, dang, I hate to, yeah, I don't know about this. Yeah, okay. All right, and then that other one, the one. Yeah, and then the other one is apian is to like a bee, as okay. ovine is to like a. Is that a bird? I mean, I think ovi- it, initially I was thinking like a bovine, I was like a cow. Yeah. yeah. It's not ovine, I think mm-hmm. that's bird, I think right? it's a bird. I was going for bird, too, yeah. I don't know why. All right, oh, the Alabama Audubon folks are coming on next week, which yeah. was the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. Of course, maybe I could call an out. No, that's all right. Mm. Let's go five there. Okay. Yeah. And then well, we didn't have anything for the others. They're tough a little bit. Okay. It's a tough game. All right. So, uh, all right. So let's talk about the correct answers. Uh, question number one. If you are low on vitamin D, then you wind up suffering from rickets. If you are low on vitamin C, you wind up suffering from scurvy. Scurvy is the <laughs> That's ailment. A That's yeah. a well, that is a question. reach. Wow. Question number two: Ovine is sheep-like. Sheep-like. Yeah, actually, I knew that. Oh, I, think I, knew that. I don't know avian. if I knew that. Avian right. would be the huh. birds. And then, uh, so this is just a fun thing to know. When people talk about the perks of a job, the full word there is perquisite. Perquisite, which is P-E-R-Q-U-I-S-I-T-E. Perquisite. Of course. Of course. Duh. Now you know. Okay. <laughs> This is making me feel less smart. All right. Yes. Good yes, news. That's how it works, Jesse. <laughs> good news. That's how it works. I feel like there's a good chance that both Will and Jesse will know the answer to this first question in round okay. five. What is the name of the famous venue originally located at 315 Bowery in New York City, which showcases, quote, country, bluegrass, blues, and other music for uplifting gourmandizers? All right, so what's the name of the uh, famous venue originally located at 315 Bowery in New York City, which showcases, quote, country, bluegrass, and blues, and other music? I've never asked this question, but I've had a different version of that written for years, or I guess a year and a half. I've never asked it because I thought no one will know this. Yes, people did know this. Question number two, uh, Ken Carson and Midge Hadley are characters who are only notable due to their relationship with what much more famous character created by Ruth Handler. Right, so Ken Carson and Midge Hadley are characters only notable due to their relationship with what more famous character created by Ruth Handler. And question number three, you'll be making decisions based on the pips on 28 bones if you are playing what game? All right, so there are the questions for round five. In theory, these rounds get harder and harder as the game goes. Yeah, it's uh, not happening right here, though. You guys might get into, like, negative scoring here. So the first one, um, <laughs> yeah, I've played the Bowery Ballroom. Have you played Bowery ever? Yeah. But that this question, though, is about CBGBs. Yeah. And unfortunately, I've never played CBGs and CBGBs and never will. Our friends have played it. Um, yeah. In fact... Uh, Verbena played it with Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, when Grohl was the bass, Dave Grohl was the bass player in Verbena before our friend Nick. Crazy. Right before Nick joined the band, 
Dave Grohl was the bass player of Verbena, hmm. and they played CBGB with Queens of the Stone Age, which, by the way, if you want to win some Ween tickets and you're listening live on the <laughs> yes. radio, who was the band that Ween opened up for yes. at Sloss Furnaces back in 99? If you want some Ween tickets, text that to uh, 205 Let Elto, Let Elton John Sing at Your Wedding. Yeah, don't say Verbena. It's not Verbena. And if you're listening to podcasts, don't. Don't worry about that, yeah. Right. All right. Um, so CBGB, we've got that one. Okay. Sarah, what do you think on that? Uh, the second one is Barbie. Barbie. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Right? What were you thinking? Oh, no, I didn't know. But wait, what? Because of the Ken thing? Ken and Midge. Okay. Midge you didn't say Ken's last one? name? I yes. said Ken Carson and oh, Midge Ken Hadley. Carson. Ken yeah. Carson is Ken. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Okay. All right. All right. And question number three was, uh, you'll be making decisions based on pips and bones if you're playing what game? So pips are the marks on a die. Okay. That's right. So Although when I asked that question, uh, it was brought up to me like, oh, but it's also this and this. Oh, no. Uh, what were the, the this and this? pips on 28 bones. I assume it has to be 28 dice. Yeah. What okay. game is played with 28 dice? What's, dice are different from the ones that are like tiles that have two squares on them, right? Yes. What are those called? Those are dominoes. dominoes. But that would also be pips, right? Yeah, those are pips as yeah. well. So it could so be dominoes. Dominoes. Let's That's go dominoes. Okay. Yeah. I right. just go one for dominoes, okay. five for CBGB, uh, and then three for uh, Barbie. But even, yeah. Okay, that is nine points. Nice. Miraculously, nice. you guys got them all right. That's very Crazy. good. Crazy. All right. Uh, round six, survey says, uh, about 15 years ago, I asked 100 10th grade students at Hoover High School to name... A dangerous job. You're just trying to come up with the top three most popular responses, hopefully in the right order. You don't have to put down any point values in this round. What do you think 10th grade students 15 years ago said when they were asked to name a dangerous job? What do we think? Well, I mean, only because it's been popular for a long time on TV, like fishing, yeah. right? Like fishermen. Alaskan fishing boats. Alaskan yeah. fishing okay. boats. You know right. that's the most dangerous job. Yes. It says it all the time on TV. But what about ice truckers? Like Firemen. It's got to be, yeah, firefighter. Okay. I was going to say something like in the military. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that'd be good. Diffuser person? I mean, a, a bomb, a bomb squad member. I don't know that they're going to get the right answer. Think about yeah. 15 year olds. What would they say? Right. Yeah. What would they say? Maybe like a policeman? Yeah. I mean, that would be something that, yeah. I think firefighter, policeman for sure. Okay. All right. I and, said smoke jumper, but that, they probably don't know what that is. They don't know, <laughs> yeah. but that actually is like the most dangerous job ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's go fisherman, honestly, yeah, okay. because that show was already out there. That's yeah. true. Uh, it's a fisher, pers- fisher okay. person. Right. And then uh, fireman, policeman. Okay. The most popular response provided by 10th grade students was police. All right. Okay. So, yeah, the most popular. Uh, the third most popular response was fire and rescue. Okay. Right. Yeah. So fire okay. slash rescue. The second most popular response was construction workers, mm. I guess because of stepping on nails and things of that nature. All right. <laughs> I mean, so, it can be, there can be some danger there. Sure. Yeah. If you had those three answers in that order, so police, then construction, then fireman, um, or firewoman, or fireperson, or rescue worker, uh, then that's automatically 11 points. If you had those three answers, in the wrong order that's nine points if you had two of those answers which is what you guys had that's eight points and if you had only one of those then that's five points okay 
Let's talk about the questions in round seven. Uh, question number one, behind carbonated water and citric acid, the third most plentiful ingredient of original citrus fresca is concentrated blank juice. So what is, basically the question here is what flavor is fresca? Behind what though? So it just, you know, the technically the, you know, ingredients that are most plentiful are carbonated water okay. and citric acid. But once again, the question here basically is original citrus fresca, right, is what flavor soda? So the third ingredient listed is concentrated blank juice. Okay. What's the flavor? Uh, question number two. By the way, if you want or need to, you could 100% call Les Newby, and he will know the answer to that question. Okay. Question number two. Uh, according to Oscar Goldman, there were three comparative adjectives that could be used to describe Steve Austin as a cyborg. Uh, name one of them. So three comparative adjectives used to describe Steve Austin as a cyborg. Just name one of them. And then question number three, the person uh, who held the position of first secretary of the Communist Party of Cuba between the years of 2011 and 2021 as a fellow born in 1931 whose last name is Castro and whose first name is what? What were the years there on that one? Uh, 2011 to 2021. This is the person who held the position of first secretary of the Communist Party of Cuba. Uh, last name Castro, first name what? Raul. Raul. Okay. Ooh, I think that's a good answer, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, three comparative adjectives you could use to describe Steve Austin as a cyborg. Indestructible. Okay. Are we talking about Stone Cold here? No. 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 Interesting. Good question there. Well, no. This is talking about the. Is it? Was this the Million Dollar Man? I guess it's the. Oh. Uh, oh okay. Yeah. Well, oh. He had uh, appendages that were. Yeah. Uh, artificial. Right. Yeah. So but, the comparative adjectives. This is like in the tagline for the show, or like the uh, leading sequence. Inspector Gadget. As a, as a okay. cyborg. Yeah. So maybe we should yeah. call Les for both of these. Okay. And then, yeah. So the last one is uh, what flavor is Fresca? All right. So is there another pair of headphones somewhere? I see four plugged in. How's that? Or no, there's a... Uh, okay. Okay. All okay. Right. Um, all right. We're going to have to call him. Yeah, okay. sorry. So you guys well, I'm going to feel real bad if Les does not know this. Oh, I would bet bad. a lot of money and Les will know this. He's probably not going to answer. Let's be honest. He's probably not. All right. Here we go. Okay. We'll find out. We've already talked about him. Though on the show already. Okay, here we go. Hey man, what's up? All right, so I know you have the mouth of a sailor, but you're live on the radio. Okay, so so take it easy. Oh, am I am I on, am I live on the radio right now? Right, right at now. this moment. Yeah. Also, quick question: Do you give consent to be on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully so. Um, all right, I so, mean, I guess it's, it's too late now. That's a good point. That's we good we point, already Les. talked about you because we were playing trivia and we had a question about CBGB and I told the story about how you guys played there. I guess it was right before Nick played and so Grohl was playing with you guys and played with Queens of the Stone Age and uh, Jesse Phillips is here and we were you know, lamenting how bummed we are. We never got to play that, that venue. That had to be pretty awesome. Yeah, it was totally awesome. I mean, it was, you know, of course, I had always wanted to play that venue and then... I during that time period, I thought Verbena should go on tour with Queens of Stone Age. Wouldn't that make sense? Yes, 
Yeah, 100%. Uh, and, and we'll go back into that and do a deep dive later. No. For now, though, we think you know the answer to at least one of these two questions, and I think maybe you know both of them. Read what are the questions. All right, so Les, let's start with this one. Um, all right, so according to Oscar Goldman, there were three comparative adjectives that could be used to describe Steve Austin as a cyborg. So basically in the opening line of the television program, which yep. I guess is that the million dollar man, I'm not positive about that part, actually. Um, three comparative adjectives to, to describe this cyborg. Do you know any of like what those adjectives would be? The only thing that comes to mind, and we're talking about the, like, is this the $6 million man? Oh, yes. so that's what it is, $6 million, six million dollar yeah. man. Thank you. Yeah, good. $6 million. Six million it's, it's inflation, right? Um, <laughs> the only, oh my God, I, re, I remember none of these, but I remember the intro, like, dun, 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 dun. yeah, yeah, that <laughs> one. <laughs> God, I, I remember literally less than, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come up cold on that. So you think in comparative adjectives, though, something that would end with ER. So like as a cyborg, he is blanker. Oh, oh, no, 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 oh, wait, wait, He is, mm-hmm. I know for a fact, he is faster. Oh, nice. Okay. So That's like good. Faster. That's good. Okay. Yeah. All right, so okay, it's, it's it's all coming back. Uh, me watching a television show, my parents. And you need different. only one. So f- so if, if you feel go good faster. about faster, okay. Yeah. Now, Les, here's the real reason we called you, uh, because okay. I this is a trivia question I wrote years and years ago, probably thinking of you. And so when I posed it here on the radio show, I said, hey, if you want to call somebody who knows, it's going to be less. So I'm going to be really disappointed if you don't know the answer to this. I'm going to be really – listen, is the answer Troy University? <laughs> I remember that, I remember that uh, being like a real up, – yeah. up, this is an upheaval. I've been it's trying not to forget Troy. that one. It's, it's not Troy University. <laughs> All right. Les, let's turn our attention back to this question. All right. That's a terrible memory of mine. All right. All right. <laughs> Les, here's the actual question. Behind carbonated water and citric acid, the third most plentiful ingredient of original Fresca is concentrated blank juice. So basically, what is the flavor of Fresca soft drink? What kind of juice? Well, listen, this is just off the top of my head, but it's carbonated water, citric acid, concentrated grapefruit juice, potassium citrate, aspartame, potassium sulfate, Um, acacia gum, potassium, natural flavors, uh, ester of rosin, potassium bendate, and calcium disodium. Les, you are holding a fresca as we speak. (laughs) Wild. That is fantastic. And I'll have you know, I'm not holding a fresca. <laughs> I didn't realize because I haven't paid attention that you'd moved from Diet Mountain Dew to Fresca <laughs> at some point. You know, there there was there was a there was a brief stint of everyone's favorite uh, off-brand country mist. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> but uh, I will have you know that I already already could have just said it's grapefruit. <laughs> yeah, of course, no, yeah, of course. That is I mean, funny. Which though. is interesting. Cause I don't ever find myself craving grapefruit, but I love a fresco. <laughs> Man, that is too good. All right. Well, we knew uh, you'd come through for us on that, and I think you came through for us on the $6 million Sounds Man, Sounds good too. to me, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks. I much hope so. All right. Thanks, Les. We'll talk to you, man. Okay. See ya. All right. See, see ya. Ya.
All right, so I'm just going to, as your advisor, I would just go 11 points in this round. Yeah, we're going right, to go 11. Good. Yeah, that's that's 11. crazy. He was holding a Fresca. <laughs> I knew he would know it. I didn't know he would be actively drinking a Fresca. All right, so indeed, it's grapefruit juice. Uh, yes, faster, better, and stronger are the comparative yeah. adjectives. And then, of course, Raul uh, Castro. Nice, Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here are the questions in round eight. A master sommelier uh, could tell you that a sommelier knife is something you would use uh, while opening what? Question number two is a Maharani, a male or a female person, a Maharani, M-A-H-A-R-A-N-I, Maharani. Is that a male or a female person? And question number three, it was July 27th, 1996, when in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Richard Jewell famously discovered what? All right. So there are the questions for round eight. This feels like this should be like round one. It does feel a little bit like a flip-flopped game. You never no. know who your players are going to be, though. But, yeah, I think you guys are kind of getting into the wheelhouse here. Well, poor. She's a guy, right? I, that's the only one I don't know. So Jesse thinks it's a guy. Well, no, no, no. So a Maharani would maybe be a... Mm. Oh, I was going to say yeah. Maharaja is the guy, and then Maharani would be the girl. I just girl. knew from reading about the Beatles going to India. Okay. Yeah. Hang out with a Maharashi. Okay. Maharashi, which is the guy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that actually so that sounds right. The Richard poor Richard Jewell. Oh boy, that guy. Story. Like yeah. Oh, man, poor Richard yeah. Jewell. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I talked to uh, some of the folks kind of involved in these cases uh, recently. Yeah. So Richard Jewell, he discovered the bomb there at uh, Olympic uh, okay. Centennial Olympic Park. Gotcha. Ugh. Yeah, they blamed that's a him sad for story. it. Yeah, well, sad story. It was, it was not him. It was Eric Robert Rudolph. Which, right? By the by the way, go uh, on. Our buddy Pulitzer Prize winner John Archibald, multiple Pulitzer Prize winner yes. at this point, is doing a deep dive on Richard. I'm sorry, on Eric Robert Rudolph. Yeah, and like he has gone so. Gosh, I hope I'm allowed to say any of this. I. Does it turn out that guy is a reindeer? Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> no, uh, I have heard rumblings that John Archibald has gone so far where he has gone out in the woods and camped at the site where where Eric Robert Rudolph mm. lived for all that time. How about that? Yeah, mm. yeah, and has gone deep on that. So whatever, that okay. should be coming out soon. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the other one, we knew this one too. A sommelier knife is used to open what? Well, sommelier is a wine expert, so yeah. it has to be a bottle of wine, or would that be I corking be the, the champagne? Well, oh, no, it would be the, the wrapper around the bottle. So the question is, a sommelier knife was something you would use when opening what? A bottle of wine, or the other thing would be a, a barrel. So, so the question would be, is it a barrel? But I don't think the sommelier... All sommeliers that I know don't go and tap the barrels. They are opening the bottles of wine. They're in the restaurant. With a sommelier right. not Including the yeah. uh, person from France I talked to today who used to live in my house when oh, I was yes. a kid and got a jury summons sent to my house That's yesterday. Right. Yes, okay. Yeah, okay. That person's a sommelier? She works in the wine industry in France that? and has since 1995. Yes, wow. got a jury summons to my house yesterday. You know, that makes sense, though, because I think everybody in France works in the wine industry. I think that's the <laughs> Maybe she says, she's industry. like, do you guys ever right. find yourself over here? In fact, Jesse, you do find yourself over there if you ever want to do yeah. wine stuff. Yeah. I got your person. Okay. I could give that. Um, points? How do you want to do points? Uh-oh. I figure like we knew all those. Want to go 11? Oh, Wait, do you think sure. Is a, is a female? I think so. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, so levels, why not? 11. Okay. Um, so, indeed, Richard Jewell found a pipe bomb, uh, very unfortunately for him, although lucky for... Oh, he saved everybody. a lot yeah, of lives. Sure, that's a right. A lot yeah. of lives. And then it ruined his life. It ruined and killed him eventually in right. stress. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Maharani is indeed the wife of a Maharaja, right? So, that's a female person. And uh, sommelier knife, yes, just used to open a bottle of wine, like to cut away the, you know, stuff at the top, the little foil and whatnot. Okay. All right. Cool. So, there's that. All right. That brings us finally to the bonus question tonight, uh, and here it is. Everyone knows that Massachusetts um, is one of the six states that make up New England. What are the other five states of New England? Simple as that. Massachusetts is one of six that comprise New England. What are the other five New England states? It's funny. I've never really thought uh, about that being – I mean – Maine is the furthest up there, but is that actually part of it? Or would Connecticut? Yes. Okay, so Maine, Connecticut, Massachusetts. Vermont, New Hampshire, Rhode Island. So was that too many? Did we just say too many? Well, no. you got to come up with five, right? Vermont. So you yeah. said. Connecticut, technically. I don't know. How, how many are there, though? So there, there are five. There, there are just five. I told you. Well, so maybe there, not there, Connecticut. There are six total. I told, you six total. I told you Massachusetts. And we just said the other. We Yeah. So you need to come up with five. Yeah. Okay. I feel you good about that. Feel good about that? You want to go 20? Oh, yeah. 20 points there. Okay. Uh, so the other states in uh, New England outside of Massachusetts are uh, Vermont and New Hampshire, just right there. Um, and then, indeed, Maine. Um, that is technically part of uh, New England. Connecticut is as well. And Rhode Island. So tiny, but also makes up some little part Connecticut is like of, the most yeah. New Englandy place ever. Mm-hmm. Like when I go out to, been out to yeah. uh, where they did... Uh, Mystic Pizza and all that. Mm -hmm. It is very like this is New England to me. There you go. All right. So after a slow start, things picked up. Gelderman, what's our final score? Right at the end. What's the final? Finished at 72. Hey, what? Not bad bad. at all. Gosh, that's great. That's pretty good. Shocked by two teams getting 94 on that. Two teams tied at 94. Both of them came up with the team name uh, Does the Pope Wear a Funny Miter? question mark no how about that how about that all right hey you guys don't forget to go subscribe to the podcast trivia with will and reed wherever you get your podcast we're actually going to take a quick break here and we'll come back and play just uh, a few questions after this break 